Well, welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and you know what that means. You know what that means. We don't have a song for uh, Everyone Wednesday, but we, I think we should. Uh, <laughs> today is Wednesday, September 14th, and that means everyone wins when you call the Bottom Line Show. And we've got a couple of great opportunities for you to call in and win. Uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. Brian McIntosh is going to join me once again for another conversation about his uh, book about Eden and how we were made for that perfection and how that kind of messes up our lives here in uh, 21st century America and the world, <clears throat> dealing with issues like sin and, and how our sanctification plays out in a sinful fallen world. And we've got three copies of Brian's book to give away, so you know what that means. On Everyone Wednesday, everyone's going to win something. So have our phone number handy, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Um, good news to start things off with. I know we spend the entire Friday program talking about nothing but good news. But uh, good news, good news, good news to talk about this uh, on this Wednesday uh, with regard to something that we shared with you last Friday and we shared with you a couple of weeks ago. By the way, if you go to myhopenow.com, I'm going to go there right now uh, for your benefit and for mine, just to make sure it's still there and <laughs> we actually put it up. Uh, myhopenow.com, of course, is the Crawford corporate website where we have uh, all sorts of different, yay, there it is, um, all sorts of different uh, interviews and programs and conversations that we've had here on the uh, on the bottom line show. And I'm noticing that one of the ones isn't there, so we're going to have to get that back up there. But the Kendrick Brothers will be up there by the time uh, <laughs> you go to myhopenow.com and see uh, the actual interview itself. Um, I encourage you to go to myhopenow.com. It's a lot of fun to go to because you can see the videos for uh, the interviews that we do. Not all the interviews we do are on video. A lot of them are on the phone or here in the studio. But many of them we do on Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever. And going to give you the chance to see the people that we are doing interviews with and for. So um, I encourage you to go to myhopenow.com. You can click on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast and see that information there. Um, you can also see all the different interviews that I've done, as well as Bob Duco, Neil Boron, John Rush, not so much. John's, uh, he's kind of a radio guy. He'll turn the camera on for the Crawford Roundtable podcast, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> and by the way, speaking of this week's NCR, um, I should give you a programming note. I was not able to join the fellas earlier today uh, for the conversation with regard to uh, what the topic was that the three guys discussed. Um, I was a little under the weather after a lot of travel over the weekend, and uh, um, it's an early call for me when we do uh, the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. It's the middle of the day for all the other guys, but for me, it's at uh, 7.30 a.m. Pacific, and I just didn't answer the bell this morning. So um, you're going to hear the others. Uh, you will not hear me. So it's Bob and Neil and John having a feisty conversation about whatever it is they wound up talking about. So I encourage you to check out the uh, National Crawford Roundtable podcast at myhopenow.com and also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast. The NCR broadcast is also available on Spotify if that's of any benefit to you. And uh, you can hang out with us and Joe Rogan and all the other people who are there. Hey, I, the good news I wanted to start off with is to tell you about the Life Mark movie from Stephen and Alex Kendrick. Um, the Kendrick brothers were with me on the program a couple weeks ago. It looks like somebody hacked into our video for that one, so we'll have to get that back up and running as soon as we possibly can. But Life Mark is a movie that is a, an adoption-themed movie. And, you know, ordinarily, 
I think before George Barna did his research, I would have said, okay, a movie about a kid who is released for adoption. His mom and dad were teenagers. They they didn't really have, uh, you know, going for them everything that a young couple starting out would need to have going for them. And I, I would have thought, yeah, okay, well, that's an interesting movie, but how valuable in terms of literally uh, us needing to see a movie like this or make a movie like this is this. Life Mark is based on a documentary called I Lived on Parker Avenue. And the thing about that documentary is it, you want to talk about one of those all the feels types of movies. This is a film that was made by the protagonist in this story um, who had the opportunity to basically find out that he was born to teenage parents. He um, then, his parents decided to place him for adoption. And once he turned 18, his birth mother uh, contacted his, uh, his adoptive parents and said, hey, look, I know he doesn't have to do this, but if he wants to do this, I would like to meet my son. Now, what happened is in the documentary I lived on Parker Avenue, the, the boy involved here said, yeah, not only do I want to meet her, but I want to get video of this. And so he and a buddy of his started shooting video of him, finding out from his parents, you know, that what was going to happen. Um, very, very involved uh, documentary, which you could find on YouTube, by the way. It's available for free anywhere. It's a beautiful story. Um, what happens next then is that Kirk Cameron came across the documentary. And he contacted Stephen and Alex Kendrick. And he, and he just basically, he reached out to him and said, I'm sending you this link. You have to watch this. And so they did. They did. And if you go to youtube.com, which I'll do right now, and you search for I Lived on Parker Avenue, which is the documentary. Um, let's see. There, the full movie. Wait, come back. You were, you were right there. We were this close. Okay, there we go. Now we're looking at this. Uh, the story of David Scrotton or Scotton, rather, and Melissa Coles. And the movie was posted about a year ago. It's got uh, 35,000 views now, something like that. Here we go. Um, it, when it first, it's had over 300,000 views. It's basically a 30-minute documentary. Well, um, there's a longer one. 30-minute um, documentary about David Scotton going to meet his mom, Melissa Coles. And one of his buddies puts that, you know, together on video. Now, Parker Avenue is important because Parker Avenue is the place, and I'll share this with you not to do a spoiler alert, but Parker Avenue is the name of the street where there was an abortion clinic in mom's hometown. And everyone she was talking to said, you know, if you're, you're 18, you know, what, what are you going to do? I mean, here you are with your boyfriend. You're pregnant. You had to move out of the house. You're in an apartment. You can't keep the lights on. You can't pay your bills. You guys are having a hard time getting work. It's just not working out. This child is not going to have any kind of future. You really should end the pregnancy. That was the advice she was getting from most of the people. Now, David's biological father grew up in a home where his mom had been adopted, and he had some very strong feelings about whether or not adoption was the best way to go. But eventually, uh, she, you know, basically God spoke to her and said, I want you to place this boy up for adoption. And when she tells David the story, it's just heartbreaking and beautiful at the same time to see the outpouring of support from people who not only were saying, we're with you, we're standing with you, but we want to adopt your child. And this is a message that American women in particular have not heard from the lying left. 
The left who are so quick to say, Donald Trump told a big lie about the left. Okay, well, you want to talk about a big lie? How about a big lie about abortion? I mean, a huge lie about abortion. 65 million plus babies in this country have been aborted because the left lied to women, lied to men about abortion and what it really involves. You think, I mean, we, we've all played this game before. How many former presidents, how many future doctors who found cures to incurable diseases were aborted over the past 50 years? Because the left lies to women about abortion. And the big lie of abortion is that there's not a third option. Basically, it was you choose this or this, and those are your options. And the choice is either you're pregnant and you're a teenager and your whole life is ruined because you had a baby out of wedlock, or you abort the child. That's it. And the third option in abortion is huge, and that is adoption. And the documentary I Lived on Parker Avenue, the David Scotton story, uh, transformed into the movie Life Mark that was produced, executive produced by Stephen and Alex Kendrick and their brother Shannon, uh, starring Kirk Cameron, uh, who plays uh, David's adoptive father. Uh, Rafael Ruggiero plays the lead. Uh, Kevin Peoples directed it. And if you look at the bios of everybody involved in this, Kevin Peoples and his wife have eight kids. Kirk Cameron has six. The Kendrick brothers have like six apiece. There's some, some adopted, some not. It's a beautiful story, and the movie wound up finishing seventh in the top ten. Not nearly the same. As a matter of fact, the per-screen average put it up to number three. Now, you know who's in the theaters right now. There's some big-name movies out there. But here's Michael Medved's review of this. You know Michael Medved has been on this program. He said he gave it three out of four stars, said it's, quote, undeniably moving, universally capable performances, creating a range of sympathetic characters. Uh, New York City's movie guru, a guy called Avi Offer, uh, wrote, a genuinely moving and inspirational and captivating journey with just the right balance of humor and heart. Now, uh, one actress said, uh, I love this movie. Even the trailer makes me tear up, but that was Candace Cameron Bure, that's Kirk Cameron's sister, so I'm, <laughs> you can pick however you want to do with that. But praise God that Lifemark did as well as it did opening weekend. Now, the reason I share this with you is because this is a Fathom Events event. I don't have any more tickets to give away. I'm sorry. We got some from the movie guys. We got some from Fathom Events. They're all given away. But I just say this as a public service. The movie is still in theaters tonight and to all day tomorrow, and then it will be gone, potentially. I encourage you to... Take a look at it at the theaters while it's there. Let's send the message to Hollywood that we, the people, want more movies made like this. We've got a link for the trailer up at thebottomlineshow.com. As we continue, let's take a break. Why do we crave these kinds of movies and Hollywood doesn't? Because, quite frankly, we were made for eternity in Eden, and yet we're stuck here on Earth. Uh, Dr. Brian McIntosh explores this whole idea of the literally having a pastor's heart and saying, okay, we don't have to wait for the life God has designed for us to have one day to have that Edenic experience. He's written a book about it called Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions for the Life God Created for You to Live. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. I'll talk about that with Brian McIntosh coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Want to continue receiving income into retirement with little market risk? Dennis Wilson and Wilson Financial Services can help you secure a permanent income and benefits addressing your risk tolerance with professional advisory knowledge. 
you have a large 401k or IRA as your retirement nest egg, how about a four-dimensional plan that will pay you and your spouse income for life without stock market risk? How about we include inflation benefits so your income goes up annually? How about we include extra income benefits for long-term care, and if you need one or both, you both have it? That's right, permanent income inflation benefits, long-term care benefits with no market risk. We have put over $50 million of our clients' money in the 4D account in the last few years. These clients are sleeping way better at night. Learn more when you call Wilson Financial today at 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial, for simply better alternatives. It's interesting how many of us will take a look at our lives as Christians and say, okay, that's great. I know that in heaven, everything's going to be made right. Everything's going to be made perfect. And so all I really have to do as a Christian now is just to kind of soldier on here and somehow kind of survive what I'm going through rather than beginning to experience what we were truly made for. And today here on The Bottom Line, we've got a special guest here to talk about a brand new book called Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions for the Life God Created You to Live. His name is Dr. Brian McIntosh. He's a, a graduate of Duke University with a bachelor's in public policy and political science, earned his MDiv from Columbia International University, and a PhD in New Testament from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary with a concentration on New Testament language, literature, and theology. Uh, he has served as adjunct professor of Greek at Boyce College and now makes his home in Georgia. And I had the chance to meet Brian at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention a couple weeks ago. So it's great to sit down and have some time with you, Dr. Brian McIntosh. Welcome to the Bottom Line Show. Well, thank you so much, Roger. I appreciate being a guest. You know, it's interesting. You you talk about this uh, this concept of the fact that there are so many people who are saying, okay, on the one hand, we have you know people saying, I've just got to wait. I just got to gut it out. You know, life is going to be what it is until we get to heaven. Then it's going to be great. And on the other hand, you have pastors in the pulpit saying, hey, go live your best life now. I mean, what are you waiting for? I mean, somewhere in the middle, I sense, is where you're coming from with this new book. Talk about that. Well, great insight, and yes, I, I, you know, have given a little bit of press to the book on that idea of why aren't we just holding on and, until heaven when we're physically in his presence, and again, it's great to focus on that future glory, but in my studies and, and training through the, the last 10 years particularly, I've just felt there was this going back to original intent. Uh, the sample size of life without sin is quite small. By the time we've gotten mm-hmm. two chapters into Genesis, uh, <laughs> you know, we've yeah. had the creation accounts. In chapter three, you get immediately the fall. So, you know, granted, we, we have very little uh, to go on as far as what it looked like for Adam and Eve, but we do know what God's intention was for them in the garden, and that was intimate fellowship with his presence. It says he walked with them in the cool of the day. And we know that, again, that creation was very good. So God made a pronouncement over what he had made and said that man and woman were the highest point of that creation. And as you look at the creation mandate at the end of chapter 1, uh, 26 and following, you see that you know, God made them in his image. Uh, that image bearing has a result. And I posit in the book that that image bearing and that responsibility for stewarding God's earth was not lost through the fall but rather needed a redemption that Jesus brought for us upon the cross and his resurrection. So, yes, I, we'll explore this more, but I am very much in that continuum of life here means something. Uh, we have a great commission. We have, uh, you know, Jesus saying that we would do greater works than he once he ascended uh, to the throne. And so we have to do something with those pronouncements about 
you know, what the, the new covenant means now such that we aren't just waiting. Paul counseled quite firmly to the believers that, you know, they shouldn't quit their jobs and just, you know, hope for the future, but that they were to be productive. And uh, he, he obviously um, modeled that through his tent making and, and yet his great ministry to the Gentiles. So that that is a thank you for that observation early on. <laughs> Well, Dr. Brian McIntosh, the book Made for Eden is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Promises and provisions for the life God created you to live. And we hear a lot about, I mean, even in the Christian community, but outside the Christian community as well, people trying to find their purpose, trying to find where it is they fit and how many people, even just in the past couple of years, we saw the increase in the number of people who were uh, drinking more, you know, abusing drugs, medications, things of that nature, simply because it seemed like since their life routine had been disrupted, they really didn't have any purpose per se. Talk about why you talk about this stewardship issue of, of you know, the idea you, you discuss, you know, obviously Paul saying, hey, keep working, keep being productive. But for a lot of people, it, that's just kind of a means to an end. And there, there's, I think as Christians, we dig a little deeper below the surface and say, there's got to be a purpose for this. Talk about how we under, not only understand what the purpose is, but steward it according to God's sure. plan. Well, a phrase I've come to uh, even post-publication uh, is, is this, that purpose comes from identity. Uh, if, I, if I can say anything about the book, you know, our purpose while we're on earth comes from who we are. And so the one who made us is the only one that can tell us how we're doing in that purpose. <laughs> Uh, and, and I do think the Old Testament uh, idea of stewardship uh, is carried into the New Testament uh, with some other roles I discuss in the book of being an ambassador, being, you know, in, in Peter's language, we're a royal people for his possession, you know, kings and priests. There's, there's many images in the New Testament that I think mimic this original intent or, or design. But I think you're right. We do live in a day where purpose is so needed, even for believers. And I... I believe it's because we haven't understood fully uh, that, again, what God started out with has not been lost. It just had to be reclaimed. And that, to me, has you know, given greater meaning to the cross, to Jesus' life, and living obediently to the Father. I believe you know, when, when Peter says we're to follow in his steps, that there's some literalness to that, that uh, you know, he lived a yielded, obedient life to the Father and, and was modeling that for, for we who would become uh, his children. So, yes, I very firmly, purpose comes from identity. He's the gauge of how we're doing in that purpose. And, and really, stewardship, you know, has been, in a way, uh, hijacked, I would say, you know, to mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. you know, we've got some who are, who are hypervigilant about, you know, uh, saving this or that within the culture or the natural world. And while those things are important, I, I think stewardship is more than of just the resources of the earth, but it's it's the relationships, it's the you know the spread of the gospel. Um, that is certainly a stewardship that he says we're we're the carriers of his message. He has no plan B for the spread <laughs> of his salvation message other than through uh, his children. So uh, I, I believe our, we have a very noble purpose, and and the book is certainly premised from that. Uh, just give you a quick quote from the book. Just the premise yeah. is that man is created in God's image. And despite sin's entrance into the world, we become a new creation in Christ when we're redeemed unto that creative purpose. And through new creation, we live that purpose out through his power as his messengers on the earth. Love it.
Love it. The book is called Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions for the Life God Created You to Live. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and you know we're going to be giving away a copy of this at the end of our conversation with Dr. Brian McIntosh. That, I, I love that, that, uh, uh, the, the quote you just shared, Brian, because of the fact that people, I think, often don't realize that the Eden that we were created for, I mean, I grew up with this for years. I grew up in the church. I didn't become a Christian until my first year in college, but I grew up hearing the Bible st- stories and seeing the flannel graph things and you know, learning all the, the children's songs and everything of the 60s and 70s. But when you begin to realize, okay, Adam and Eve got booted out of the garden, and so the garden's just kind of what it is, but we don't realize how that separation from God, but then the return to God and the becoming cre- new creations means, hey, Eden's still a part of who we are. I mean, it, it really, it, it, it's it's not just a, we'll get back to there someday. We're there, I mean, the moment we say yes to Jesus, the moment that salvation exchange happens. Talk about that, that, that the separation, the return, and what that what it means to be a new creation. Because I think a lot of people think that this is something where, okay, great, I punched my ticket, the debt's been paid, but they don't really realize what that entails. Um, great. Yes, chapter four is one of my favorites in the book, and it's it explores new creation in depth. And, and I lean a lot on Mere Christianity, Lewis, for that chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has a quote uh, that is found in my first chapter where he says, the longings we experience uh, are, are present in our heart because if, if it's an experience no nothing in the world can satisfy, and I find those desires within myself, uh, the only logical explanation is I was made for another world. And so I believe that the longings we have for perfection and beauty and, you know, art and music and relationship and love, all those things are really just an echo of us having been made for a perfect environment. Um, and so I, I see that happening. The, the, the outworking of the new creation is Galatians 2.20 at its heart, you know, that I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but the life I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's a very key scripture as I pulled in uh, you know, several hundred other verses, but that was a key <laughs> one. Just to say, you know, we've got to understand what, what crucifixion with Christ means. Uh, yeah. It's that it's not uh, ourselves 2.0 that, that is the result of the salvation experience. It's a whole new creation. Uh, Paul in 2 Corinthians 5, I think, is very clear, and you look in the original language, you know, this is a new entity, just like a baby is, is a new entity born from two parents. Uh, right. It has characteristics of, of those parents, but it is, you know, it's unique life. It, it will go on and have its unique expression. And so uh, I, I think that's what keeps many of us from realizing our purpose is we feel like we're just a cleaned-up version of our old self, and we know right. how we were, but but we are in fact a unique creation of God, of a creative God who just as he created in the garden, he has recreated us. He has born us again, as Jesus told uh, in, in John. Uh, so that that's where I believe this whole new creation feeds into being made for Eden and a return to Eden, is that we are entirely new beings. Well, Dr. Brian McIntosh has a thought-provoking new book on this subject. It's called Made for Eden, Promise and Says, Promises and Provisions for the Life God Created You to Live. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We've kind of danced around the issue of the Lord and uh, what the life of Jesus really means for us, why the good news really is, in fact, good news. And so we'll take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll put a little more of a New Testament spin on what we've been talking about, as many people think of the Garden of Eden as being stuck firmly in the book of Genesis. 
illnesses. Dr. Brian McIntosh, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. More of our conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Great conversation, as always, with Dr. Brian McIntosh today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We've got copies of Brian's book, Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions of the Life God Created for You to Live, up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have a link for the book. And we've got three copies of this book to give away. Now, we're at the midpoint of the program, but this is where I give you, the listener who has the chance to listen to the entire hour of the broadcast, uh, this first hour anyway, uh, a head start. Okay, so give Teresa a call at 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 That is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We have three copies of Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions of the Life God Created for You to Live by Dr. Brian McIntosh, up for grabs. And remember, today is Everyone Wins Day, so you know what that means. That means everybody who calls it is going to win something. But you, calling in first, have the most excellent shot of getting a chance to win Dr. Brian McIntosh's book, Made for Eden. Uh, You know, oftentimes we think, okay, life is going to be great once we get to heaven. Life is going to be wonderful once the Lord returns. Life is going to be good. And until then, we just need to put our heads down, nose to the grindstone, gut it on out. One of the things I love about Brian McIntosh's thesis in this book is he says, hey, wait a minute. You don't have to wait. I mean, literally, once your salvation takes place and the sanctification process begins, we are to called to live a life that is fulfilling, that is thrivent, if you will, that literally it, it talks about how God's infinite love for his highest creation, which is us. Um, from Genesis to Revelation, you can see that God created us for a purpose. And it wasn't like, oh, I created them for a purpose, but they screwed it up, so I'll come redeem them, and then eventually they'll get to enjoy all the spoils and the riches and the good things that I had in store for them. Quite the contrary. This is a book that reminds us that God created us. He saved you from your sin into this new and everlasting life. And it's a rich and rewarding life as well. And so not only that, but then we talk about the fact that we're a child of God, we are living saints, but also we're ambassadors for Christ as if he were making his appeal through us. Dr. Brian McIntosh's book, Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions of the Life God Created You to Live. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have three copies to give away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll hear the conclusion of my conversation with Dr. Brian McIntosh on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Dr. Brian McIntosh is my guest today here on the bottom line. I'm Roger Marsh. Brian earned his undergraduate degree in public policy and political science, and then he saw the error of that way and went to divinity school. Is that an accurate way of saying it, Brian? Did you really? Did <laughs> yeah. you want to be a politician or an attorney before you became a theologian? How did that work? Yes, I had considered both fields. You're right. I was headed to law school before I went to seminary. So you're right. That was a hard right turn. (laughs) (laughs) A real hard right. Now has a PhD in New Testament from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, concentrations in New Testament language, literature, and theology. His brand new book is called Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions for the Life God Created You to Live. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. I'll ask you a question, Brian, that sometimes gets a political answer from theologians and pastors, and that is we're talking about the good news of the gospel, how we as Christians are new creations. I love your reminder that when we become new creations in Christ, it's not like we become a better version of our old sinful selves, but rather it's a new creation as in a mom and dad come together and a baby is created, and that baby's a new creation, even though he or she has a lot of the same characteristics of uh, the parents. And yet there are people who are saying, well, what about COVID? What about Russia and Ukraine? What about 
poverty? What about rising inflationary costs? I mean, there's a lot of evil and suffering in the world. And you keep talking about Christians getting to go back to Eden and the good news of the gospel. Does the Eden narrative that you're discussing here in your brand new book, Made for Eden, actually have a provision for the fact that there are some people who are saying, well, that works for you, Dr. Brian McIntosh, but it hasn't been working for me. Yes. You know, I, I felt early on in the manuscript that we needed the chapter on the question of suffering and evil. And so uh, chapter 10 serves as that, because I, I do believe there will be even well-meaning skeptics who say, yeah, I see the fallenness of the world. How does this square with original intent? And, you know, as I look at Paul's life, uh, well, A, you know, I've experienced hardships in my life, and I describe some of those in the anecdotal parts of the book. So uh, I, I do believe, you know, those who, you know, live for Christ Jesus will, will be persecuted. We will face some difficult things. And then circumstantially, living in a fallen world, things happen, disease, illness, you know, uh, all kinds of things and, you know, relational rifts. But what I see in Paul is, uh, is is really an extraordinary man who says, you know, I was shipwrecked, I was beaten, I was hungry, I was thirsty. But an even greater concern on me was, was for the churches. And I just, it's hard for us to relate to a person who suffered as much as Paul did, who yet remains so laser-focused on the spread of the gospel. And so there, there has to be a mentality that exists that we could adopt that says, yes, I'm going to go through some things in this world, but, you know, I can consider them as trash. You know, as Paul says in Philippians, I consider all the accolades, all the, you know, so we can consider the good and the bad in life to be set aside for the value of knowing Jesus and his resurrection and, and his call to and, and the purpose he gives us. So so I really in that answer in that chapter I don't try to answer the questions of why is there suffering in the world mm-hmm. but I acknowledge its existence and say what do we do in light of of where the world is and so sure. Uh, that to me is more helpful for believers to say, uh, yes, we live under certain conditions. And, and again, I, that's the reason for a book like this is that we begin to reverse that tide. We begin to, you know, Paul talks about, you know, silencing the, the unbelieving ones by, you know, just the righteousness of our lives, you know, living obediently to him. So I, I certainly think we can stem some of the tide of things we see going on around us through personal decision and personal impact. Uh, But the greater question is really, what do we do in light of? And I see strength in the scriptures, particularly the letters of Paul. Um, Again, when he went through so much, his goal was still the spread of the gospel and living unto Christ as his own. Amen. Amen. Dr. Brian McIntosh, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions for the Life God Created You to Live. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Many New Testament believers, Brian would say, well, okay, I'm a Christian, so therefore I'm following Christ. I want to see his example. But we don't make the connection that his example is the beginning of God's redemptive power and process in getting us back to that Edenic state, if you will, that for which we were originally created. Talk about uh, the life Jesus led, how it helps us to see the real true goodness of the good news of the gospel and, and the fact that there is a connection between the two. It's not just, okay, well, we blew it with Eden, so here comes Jesus to kind of give us an alternate way back. I mean, that ultimately, that's kind of where we're heading, is it not? Yes. Yeah, what I see in the life of Jesus that reflects his understanding of, you know, what we're made for and where we're going uh, is, you know, the complete yieldedness to 
you know, though he had lived a sinful, sinless life to uh, to subject himself to, to the punishment of the cross. Uh, but prior to that, you know, he makes statements like, uh, my food is to do the will of him who sent to me. And, uh, you know, I, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. Uh, you know, when he says, I and the Father are one. All these statements, to me, uh, you know, just lend to the idea that, again, we know he, he went off uh, by himself to pray, you know, and, and he encouraged his disciples to, to join him in prayer. Is There was a daily communion with his Father uh, that was not there just because he was the Godhead come to earth. Uh, you know, he, he calls himself the Son of Man. He came to, you know, show what it was like to, to live as a man. It says he was tempted in all points as we are. And so I, I, what I look for in, in finding an Eden mentality in, in him is how did he relate to his father? Uh, how did he operate in humility and yieldedness to the purpose that he had been sent for? And, and, and again, the perseverance with which he does that. So those, those several things really, to me, show that his life, it was more than sacrificial. It was uh, exemplary. It was meant to give us something to, uh, to aspire to. Again, that only doing what we see the Father doing, that would be an incredible place to live. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Brian. The, uh, uh, the the everything that we're talking about in this Edenic state that we're trying to get back to, and the fact that Jesus actually uh, wound up, uh, you know, giving us this perfect example, it does tie in nicely then with Paul's command to say, "Hey, look, we're ambassadors for this new life." You know, as if Christ were making His appeal through us, because we have this command to make that appeal. We've got a couple minutes left in our conversation today, Doctor Brian McIntosh, about the brand new book called Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions for the Life God Created You to Live. And that book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Dr. Brian McIntosh, take the final moments and, and help us really embrace the concept of the fact that the good news really is good. And the victory of Eden in all of us is that we are ambassadors of this new life that is attainable uh, through Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. Thank you. He, you know, so much of what I see in the New Covenant is, uh, you know, you see it in Titus, uh, you, you see it, of course, in, in the Gospels. Is just, you know, this is not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but he saved us, you know, again, not according to our works. We're, you know, we are entirely, we are his workmanship, Ephesians 2 says, you know, created in Christ for good works. So, you know, I, I believe that's the goodness of the good news. And, you know, I certainly think we, we lose sight of, uh, the, the uniqueness of the gospel is, you know, so much, uh, you know, there's just so much of confluence of ideas from different faiths and whatnot that people may embrace today. But I just, I see the, the message of, uh, of an, you know, an empowered life uh, uh, that we, you know, he lives, uh, Paul used the phrase, he works mightily within us according to the power that works. You know, he, he lays on different forms of the same word. <laughs> That, mm -hmm. you know, we should be energized. That's literally the root, the Greek root there, uh, that, that we should be energized by his power working within us. And so, you know, again, we do need to, I believe, uh, and others have said this, sort of reclaim the gospel every so many generations. It, it, uses, it loses its, uh, its exclusivity or, you know, the, the light in the dark world. And so this book is certainly an attempt to point out these scriptural truths of, you know, what, as, you, as the subtitle says, what are the promises, what are the provisions we have to live this life on earth, and, and where do we get the power to do that? I uh, certainly uh, see that played out through the Holy Spirit and His presence in the believer's life, 
but, but again, we've got to know what's been promised to us so that we have a chance at walking in it um, over time. And so I, I certainly, while we think we know the good news, I think a good rethinking of that every so often is very helpful. If nothing else, it deepens us devotionally to be thankful for and to just to walk in gratitude for all that has been done for us in the removal of the penalty of sin and the promise of, of a future with him. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, for pastors, for lay ministry leaders, Bible study types, even for home fellowship, if you're looking for a resource post-Resurrection Day celebration to walk through and say, okay, we just celebrated the goodness of God in sending his son to pay the penalty for our sin on the cross, and hallelujah, Christ is risen. If you're looking for a way to now say, okay, what does that really mean? Instead of like, okay, good, I could just kind of go on automatic pilot until Christmas time. I highly <laughs> recommend Dr. Brian McIntosh's book, Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions for the Life God Created You to Live. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Brian, it's been great to get to know you over the past couple of weeks, and I'm glad we had this conversation, hopefully the first of many on this topic and other topics too. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Well, thank you so much, Roger. Appreciate you pointing people towards the resource. And, and if they want some continuing conversation with the topic, uh, madeforeden.org uh, is the website sort of describing blog content will be there as well. So love to hear from readers as they interact with the book. But thank you for this time and for your interest in the topic. What a great conversation with Dr. Brian McIntosh today here on The Bottom Line Show, and I love this book, and I'm so glad we have more of them to give away today. The book is called Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions of the Life God Created You to Live. The link is up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have not one, not two, but three copies of this book to give away, and it's an Everyone Wednesday. So you know what that means. Call right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, That is the number that gets you through to the bottom line. Teresa is standing by, uh, eagerly awaiting your calls, especially since we have so many of these books to give away. But the cool thing is, you have more than one opportunity to win Dr. Brian McIntosh's book, but you also are going to win something when you call. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Right after you get into an accident, you need to call Stephanie Cover of Cover Law to begin the process of healing. Too many people make the wrong choice and try to handle their case on their own. Don't be gullible. Your insurance company does not have your best interests in mind. Their job is to save money, not help you recover. Stephanie's priority is you. She will help you recover wholly, mind, body, and spirit, as well as get you the settlement you deserve. Begin your recovery by contacting Stephanie first and follow her instructions to streamline your healing process. Stephanie has over 25 years of experience and knows how to get you healed and restored. Although your friends and family may have good intentions, they are not personal injury attorneys, and therefore they do not know the best way to help you. Stephanie Cover does, and she will help you put the pieces back together financially, physically, and spiritually. You need to write down her number now, 877-214-4935, or go to kbrightradio.com slash Law. Your healing begins with Cover Law. My thanks again to Dr. Brian McIntosh and the outstanding book that he has written to help remind us that we in the body of Christ, who have been saved from sin and death and hell, and are made for eternity in a life with him, don't have to wait until our earthly existence ends to start living that life for Christ. The book is called Made for Eden, 
uh, promises and provisions of the life God created for you to live, and I would add to live right now. Uh, we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Three copies of the book to give away right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. And toward that end, uh, Todd and I were reminiscing here before the program about a former co-worker of ours, Teresa Rogers, a wonderful woman who was our receptionist for many years. If you've listened to the Bottom Line Show, all these, uh, you know, low these many years, Teresa was the receptionist. Uh, at the front desk from the start of the Bottom Line Show, 2011, until I want to say around 2016 or so. And then her husband, Rich, Dr. Rich Rogers, a brilliant writer and theologian, uh, accepted a position with Jensen Franklin's ministry, and they wound up moving to Atlanta. So she's been living there for the past few years. She recently uh, uh, won her battle ultimately with cancer and is now cancer-free and completely eternally healed and with the Lord in her service. is going to be this weekend. We were just talking about those battles that we have here in life and how um, it's a shame when people who are of the Christian faith receive salvation, go through the sanctification process, but they really don't enjoy the sanctification process because they're so busy focusing on, well, I'm going to get the reward in heaven. It's going to be beautiful in heaven. I'll enjoy things in heaven. And as I've gotten older, I love seeing Christians who are saying, hey, we went to Paris last week. It was wonderful. We bought a new home and it's bigger and better than, and it's amazing that God has blessed us this way and really enjoying the provisions. Not that it's material things that make your life better, but we start experiencing heaven the moment we say yes to Jesus, the moment we receive the gift of salvation. Now, please understand, when I say receive the gift of salvation, I'm not suggesting that that's a decision that I consciously wake up and say, you know what, today I'd like to become a Christian. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that motivates you, that prompts you in your heart to receive the gift of salvation. You get the gift of faith that gives you the gift of salvation. If those two gifts are not given and received, you can't will yourself to faith in Christ. You can't earn your way into heaven. You can't do enough good things, quote unquote. There's just no way. But once you do receive those gifts, then you can start living the Christian life right now. And that's what Dr. Brian McIntosh talks in his book, Made for Eden. Uh, that's what Teresa lived out in her life. And I, I'd love to be in the company of people who do live that out. Uh, the link for the book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And we have three copies of the book to give away. Of course, everyone who calls today on Everyone Wednesday is going to win something. Um, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. Okay. Sanctity of life story. That it, it bears repeating because every time you hear the left talk about what I call the big lie. There are two big lies, actually. Big lie number one from the left when it comes to the sanctity of human life is that uh, there are only two options when a woman gets pregnant. Either she has the kid, and in many times they'll say, she was forced into having that child, or she has an abortion because you want to make it go away, not have to live your mistake all over again. As a matter of fact, we had a former president of the United States who said that he supported Planned Parenthood and abortion because he said, if one of my daughters, at the time they were both teenagers, if one of my daughters were to get pregnant, I would not want her, quote, punished by having a pregnancy. Yeah, that, that's the rhetoric of the left. So anytime the left says, you're a liar, Donald Trump stole the election, big lie, big lie, big lie. There are more bigger lies on the left than there are in the conservative side, way more. And one of them is that there are only two options when it comes to abortion. That is a big, fat lie. There are three. And as we talked about at the start of the hour, adoption is an option. That's number one big lie. Number two 
big lie from the left is that what we're talking about here is, quote unquote, a clump of cells. Yeah, clump of cells. That that child who is growing and developing in the womb is a clump of cells. Because uh, here's what the big lie entails. The big lie entails them saying that. So if you're having abortion, well, it's not really that big a deal. It's an easy procedure. It's super safe. And it's not really a human being anyway. Until they decide that they want to be pregnant. And all of a sudden, watch a leftist woman become pregnant or a leftist dad know his wife is having a child. And what do you get? Hey, check it out. My wife's six weeks pregnant. Look at the baby in the world. Look at that. Whoa, baby, 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 baby. I sound like a 60s rock song. But you know what? The reality is you can't say this is a baby because you want it to be a child. And this is a clump of cells because you don't want the quote unquote inconvenience of a pregnancy. When you consider the hundreds, if not thousands of couples who are waiting to adopt your child. Why would it can't be either one of the the child is either a living human being or it's not a living human being. And you and I know science says living human being toward that end. Here's exhibit number 89,000 as to why the sanctity of human life is so important to step up for. The County of Orange in California, Orange County, has agreed to pay nearly a half a million dollars to an inmate who was pregnant but suffered a miscarriage because of the uh, misappropriate handling of a couple of sheriff's deputies. Sandra Quinones was in custody at the time back in, was it 2016? And while she was in custody, it turned out she, I take that back. She, in 2018, she was pregnant. She was incarcerated. Now, in her federal lawsuit, she says that sheriff's deputy staff delayed treatment for her as a result of her pregnancy beginning to end. And she wound up getting a, uh, a pretty large settlement as a result of what happened. Here's what happened. Quinones was in her cell. She was six months pregnant. Okay, this was actually March 28, 2016. Six months pregnant, which means about 24 weeks. Now, you know from listening to the Bottom Line show that a woman who is 24 weeks along has a perfectly viable child. That child will need to live in the neonatal ICU, the NICU unit, for a couple of months while they build their strength. Kid might be one or two pounds, you know, underweight, undersized, But with the marvels of modern medical technology, that child can survive. No problem. And here's a woman who is in custody. Now, she is in custody, and apparently she suffered from mental illness. She had been homeless. I mean, her life was in a really tough spot, but she was pregnant. So here she is, March 28, 2016, her water breaks. You know what that means? It's starting. It's happening. She pushed the call button to let her jailer know no one responded. Now, if you've ever been in a hospital and you know it's like to push the call button and the nurse doesn't show up for a couple of minutes, we get it. Two hours later, the deputy shows up to her cell. This woman may have been wrestling with mental illness, but she knew enough about what was happening to her body to know that at six months of labor, 24 weeks, her water broke. It's a medical emergency. She alerts the jailer and the I can't believe the correctional facility for women in Orange County was so busy that a, a woman who is pregnant, who hits the button for the jailer, would have to wait two hours 
to get any kind of response, but she did. Finally, someone shows up. So that makes perfect sense. She shows up. They're near a couple of hospitals. She's in the Orange County Jail, OC Global, you know, whatever. Um, UCI medical centers around there. So it's very simple. You call an ambulance. The ambulance comes. They rush her to the hospital. The baby gets delivered and put in NICU, right? That's what should have happened. But here's what happened instead. She pushes the button because her water breaks. Two hours later, a jailer shows up. But instead of someone calling an ambulance... Miss Quinones was put into a patrol car. I have never been taken into custody, never been in handcuffs that way. One time there was a celebrity call-in thing where they were like bringing people, quote, to jail, and then you had to call them and ask for bail money to raise money for whatever it was. And so I did get to ride in the back of a police car once. It's not comfortable. I mean, the whole idea is not to make you comfortable when you're being taken in because you've been accused of a crime. So rather than put a woman who's six months pregnant in an ambulance and give her proper medical attention on her way to the hospital, she's thrown in the back of a squad car. But the story gets worse. Not only did they put her in the patrol car and decide to drive her to Globe Medical Center in Anaheim, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure at this point if getting to Globe or getting to Globe Medical in Anaheim or Santa Ana would have been closer. My brain says Santa Ana, but either way. She's going to Globe's Medical Center in Anaheim, but on the way, the officers decided to drive through Starbucks and get coffee. No joke. Absolutely no joke. Eventually, Ms. Quinones was hospitalized. Not surprisingly, the baby did not survive. A wrongful death lawsuit was filed, and a couple of weeks ago, county supervisors unanimously approved a payment at their meeting. What can we learn from this story, brothers and sisters? Quite a few lessons to look at. We'll take a look at them on the other side of this break as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to the Sanctity of Life segment here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. By the way, still taking your calls at 800-227-5278. Dr. Brian McIntosh's book, Made for Eden, Promises and Provisions of the Life God Created You to Live, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We've got three copies to give away. Everybody wins something on this Everyone Wednesday. Give Teresa a call at 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Sandra Quinones is the woman who, in March of 2016, six months pregnant, she was battling mental illness, she had been incarcerated, she had been homeless. She then winds up discovering that her water broke, and she buzzes for the jailer. The jailer does not respond for two hours. And again, they have video surveillance. All of this is documented. The jailer shows up, says, oh, yeah, we got a broken water situation. Instead of calling an ambulance, the jailer calls a patrol car. Two sheriff's deputies put Ms. Quinones in the patrol car, ostensibly to drive her to Globe Medical Center in Anaheim. But on the way, they decide to start, stop at Starbucks for a couple of coffees. By the time she gets to the hospital, she is in fact fact hospitalized. The baby does not survive, and she winds up filing a wrongful death suit and wins. Dick Herman uh, was the man who served as Ms. Quinones' lawyer. He said, look, here's a poor woman. She's in jail having a miscarriage, and instead of calling in an ambulance, they take her to the hospital in a patrol car, a patrol car rather, and the cops stop at Starbucks while she's bleeding out. This is a very good result 
for someone who retrieved very poor and bad treatment in the hospital. By the way, this is the second time Orange County will be paying out on allegations of failing to provide medical treatment to a pregnant inmate that resulted in the death of the preborn child. Brothers and sisters, you cannot deny with the medical reality that that 24-week-old fetus was not a clump of cells because there is a death certificate for that child. The child died as a result of a miscarriage, and the miscarriage was the result of the fact that Orange County deputies were negligent in not only responding to the call when the water broke, but then negligent in getting her proper transportation to the hospital. And then the child ultimately lost his or her life. Uh, Ms. Quinona says yet to the official total, it's $480,000, and I'm sure a third of it goes to her attorney. Um, As of press time, she has not officially accepted the offer yet, but if she does, uh, it will be a small price to pay uh, for the county for such a heinous crime. From literally the moment God starts knitting us together in our mother's wombs, that's when our life begins. And our life ends actually never. We spend the rest of eternity either in heaven with the Lord or in hell being tormented by demons. Brothers and sisters, God values all life as precious. Everything that he creates, he says, is good. We live in a sinful world that makes people do horrible things. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And we can, may we all echo the words of Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's the bottom line on that. KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. We've got Rabbi Schneider coming up next with Discovering the Jewish Jesus. For those who remain on the network, an update with our good friend Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. From the studios of KBRT in Los Angeles, California, the flagship affiliate of the Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marsh, and joined for this segment, I joined for the next half hour by my good friend, Greg Harris. I want to say friend and mentor because I learned so much from Greg about ministry, about business, about music, about everything. I mean, he's just he's the kind of guy you want to hang around. He's also the president and CEO of Through the Bible, the outstanding ministry of Dr. J. Vernon McGee, ttb.org. Welcome back for our monthly visit, Greg Harris. Oh, Roger, thank you. You're so kind. You know, you just make me feel so good about myself. That's why I love you. You know, I'm just I'm a selfish man. That's yeah. You know, yeah. So, but I'm going to start getting texts on the weekend going, hey, Roger, it's Greg. Um, yeah. How do you still feel about me? You know, I yeah, yeah. Or, right now. Or when I, I show up on your doorstep and uh, knock on your door and Lisa says, uh, I think Greg took you seriously. You know, uh, <laughs> he's here. He wants to hang out. <laughs> well, I have to, I have to admit my my bonus daughter, Lisa's daughter, Taylor, uh, calls me her hype man. So I'd be, I'll be happy to be your hype man. Yeah, you, know, you are like a great hype yeah. man. Anyway, yeah. enough of oh, our good. our fun friendship. Our listeners want to hear something edifying, right? Well, they, they do want to hear something edifying. And, and yeah. this is the edification part. The yeah. fact that we, I mean, Bottom Line Show broadcasts on Crawford Broadcasting, KBRT is our flagship. We're, on, uh, we're in 30 markets across the Western United States on terrestrial radio, which a lot mm-hmm. of people think of as kind of, you know, old fashioned. It's still around, but it's happening. And through the Bible, of course, you could still hear and, and think of Dr. J. Vernon McGee in the studio with big reel to reel tape recorders and then eventually getting in that newfangled analog cassette, you know, that, that happened later as they were being distributed. And I can remember getting uh, through the Bible stuff on cassette yeah. went back yeah. at early in my radio days. But now we've kind of advanced and evolved. And so not forsaking our terrestrial radio roots. We, uh, you and I were talking before the program today here, Greg, about the fact that uh, Through the Bible is on the My Hope Now app, and I would mm-hmm. I'd say it's the anchor there for uh, Crawford Broadcasting's 
app-based, here's where you find all of our ministries. We started airing the National Crawford Roundtable, which is a podcast featuring our four hosts, yours truly, and uh, Bob Duco, Neil Boron, and uh, John Rush. And with the, the first week we started doing video on My Hope Now, we saw our audience double. Yeah. And it was such an interesting time for a radio-based company, like through the Bible, Dr. Mr. Crawford will say, hey, I like radio, I like AM radio, this is the way it is. I know a lot of people, when they hear us talking, think of through the Bible as kind of an AM radio ministry, but you have seen tremendous growth. We're doing a lot more video, I think, because we're trying to keep up with you, Greg Garris. Talk, <laughs> talk about that evolution oh, in yeah. terms of how through the Bible has morphed from Dr. McGee at noon on AM radio stations all over the North American landscape to audio, visual, podcast, apps, and more. Well, I think it all begins, Roger, with the, the proper foundation and the, the proper foundation of any ministry, whether, you know, whether you have a personal ministry, you know, among the homeless or reaching out to your neighbors or it's your church or you're involved in a, you know, a, a, a soup kitchen or a, helping the helping the less fortunate. Uh, it's you've got to be driven by your mission. If you're driven by the media or the the method rather than the mission, you're going to become irrelevant. And and so the mission, one of the greatest gifts that Dr. McGee gave uh, through the Bible is a crystal clear, simple uh, vision. Take the whole word to the whole world. And when you're mission driven, it leads you to do things uh, like this. We got we got significantly into technology. And I shared that with some of your leaders at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And they they were challenged by that. It wasn't my intent to try to change Crawford, but they were challenged by that. And they said, we've got to do more digital. And I'm, I'm thrilled to see that happening. But part of part of being driven by the mission means you ask questions like this. OK, we love radio. And by the way, still probably two thirds of every dollar that uh, that through the Bible receives as a gift, we invest in some form of radio. We are still mm -hmm. Very, very committed. Why not? I mean, of course, we love radio. You and I love it. It's a lot of fun, you know, to do right. this kind of work in the studio. But we're not here to have fun. It's nice that we get to have fun while we're serving God's eternal purposes. But uh, but we are here to reach people with the word of God. By the end of this year, God willing, 30 of the 130 languages that we have five year teaching of the full Bible teaching of Dr. McGee. 30 of 130, so, you know, about a fifth or a little more than one fifth, uh, will have video as well as audio. And we're on television and we're and we could talk about some of those other things. But I think the principle here is really important. You got to be driven by the mission. The methods will dictate be dictated by the mission, not the other mm -hmm. way around. You know, and, and that's a, a powerful testimony there from Greg Harris. The president and CEO through the Bible, my guest today here on the Bottom Line Show for our monthly ministry update vision. I'm still imagining the rice farmer on the water buffalo, you know, right yeah. down the street on a mobile device. Because I can remember, and I know you can too from your days with Transworld and Far East Broadcasters, the, you know, the, the, the revelations. How do we get this impact? But remember the hand crank radios and the solar yeah. generated powers, oh, yeah. all that stuff. And beginning to think, wow, that's progress because now we can go anywhere. But 83% of the world owns a smartphone or a mobile yeah. device that, you know, functions that way. And, and so you have to begin to realize, well, now it's limitless in terms of what you can and can't do because you don't see any government interference with that, do you? I mean, in terms of the countries where if, if there's a smart device 
there and there's the avail availability to download the through the bible app or the my hope now app or whatever that, that there's no way are there government regulations well, that are, are keeping you or prohibiting you from expanding it's interesting you raise that question because uh there there can be unfortunately there can be um and there there are two big threats to uh ministry uh, through digital devices, through the internet, through Facebook, Twitter, all, you know, Instagram, apps, everything. There's two big uh, potential threats. Number one is big tech itself. Uh, mm. We saw this when, and, and I'm not getting political, but I'm just making a factual statement here. I don't want any of my through the Bible loving uh, listeners to say Greg's getting political on the radio. <laughs> they, they, a sitting president of the United States had, was basically, uh, you know, uh, muted by big tech. Right. Amen. I mean, right. And, and I know that's a very controversial subject, but the point is, you know, the, these privately owned companies decided they would stop the president of the United States from having his say. Uh, and, and, and that is a concern. The second concern is unfriendly governments. And there are a lot of governments around the world that are quite unfriendly to uh, to the gospel and the message of Jesus Christ. Now, but there's always a silver lining when you work for God, Roger, always. You yes, know, we, yes. we are never, yeah, think of Elijah and he's bemoaning, you know, there's nobody who follows uh, Jehovah. And he says, I have 7,000 who haven't bowed a knee to Baal. You know, God always has his, his secret uh, ways. And I'm not able to talk about this right now on the air, but I can assure you, we are working with some of the most gifted people in, who are strong believers and they have incredible gifting and there are technologies that allow us to circumvent that. Um, mm. And so one of the things that has encouraged us so greatly is that, uh, that God is letting us know that if we keep getting his word out on these digital platforms, he will help us make sure that the people who want it can get it. Mm. That is encouraging. It's very wonderful news to hear. And you're right. It is rather ominous when you it's funny when you take the names out of the equation. Whenever yeah. I talk about presidents on the yeah. bottom line show, I'll typically just use the numbers. You right. know, and that way people go, wait, who's 46? Who's 46? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but it's amazing how when you put it in those terms, as opposed to saying, well, you know, president so and so. And immediately people yeah. go to their biases. Right. The fact that the leader of the free world had his uh, social media account suspended, taken yep. down, you know, barred. It's like, well, if they'll do that to him. They could do that to anyone. And so there, but for the grace of God, and yet God continues to show favor to the ministry of Through the Bible. Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, is with me today here on The Bottom Line. TTB.org is where you find them online. And, of course, we encourage you to download the Through the Bible app and also get the My Hope Now app as well. Uh, more of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Let Wilson Financial Services help you identify proprietary financial strategies for your wealth that work for your life. Let's revisit our one-year CD. Had a client who had $500,000 of retained earnings in his corporation for the last three years. I said, if you'd have put that into this account three years ago, you'd have seventy-five dollars to $100,000 of interest versus what you have now, which is a nice round number. Had a client sell his house, had 450000 in the bank. I told him, is he really not likely to buy a house in the next 12 months? You want to leave this in the bank earning nothing? Or would you like to earn some interest on it over the next 12 months? So he said, how much? I said, well, how about between twenty and 30000 He says, zero versus twenty or 30000 Yeah, he says, I like the twenty or 30000 Sounds better. Aren't you tired of earning nothing with all the money you have in the bank? 
Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Continuing conversation today here on the Bottom Line Show with Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, and I keep wanting to call you founder. Um, I realize that neither of us are old enough to qualify for that title. Thanks. TTB.org. And of course, this is a ministry that we have a good time just enjoying the joy of the Lord about because of the international reach with the multimedia, I mean, everything that's happened. And it started with J. Vernon McGee. And was was it Church of the Open Door when he was there or had he been gone? Okay, there was that. Uh, Yeah, he was about to retire from the Church of the Open Door. And in just a couple of years of the overlap, he knew he'd be retiring in a couple of years. And so about two and a half years before he retired, he started his first through the Bible radio program because, and I think this is relevant, you know, we, we've talked about being mission driven, that the media or the medium follows the mission, right? right? Or the method follows the mission. He was on the radio in 1941, Roger. Mm. I mean, that's only 21 years after the introduction of radio as a new commercial technology. Okay, and that is important to me because it tells me and I've been around some great older ministries like Transworld Radio, like Far East Broadcasting Company. And I knew the founders of those ministries. And these were men that were incredibly visionary and driven by the mission. And they and and they just saw radio was the correct method. And it often still is. And I like to say our listeners who hear through the Bible and hear me talking to Steve Schwetz, our host, I often say we're media agnostic because we just want to get the word of God to people. And I say, if if carrier pigeons would work as on a mass scale, <laughs> then we'd be doing a trillion carrier pigeons every day. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing to think about the video implications, to think about the audio implications. Let's talk about the video. Yeah. I shared at the beginning of our conversation that with the National Crawford Roundtable podcast, for example, we saw our audience double when we added video earlier this year at the My Hope Now app, which is just really remarkable because nobody wants to see our ugly mugs up there. But apparently, <laughs> at least that's what we thought, but apparently yeah. they do. It adds well, something to the conversation. Talk about the uh, video implications because obviously there's that one elephant in the room, which is Dr. McGee's not exactly with us anymore. So how did you guys start bridging <laughs> the gap of, of video and moving in that direction? Well, God had already laid the foundation for that because the the non-English ministries, I don't like to call it foreign or in, I guess international or global, but the non-English ministries are had done by living, breathing people. So it was no big deal to say, let's let's build in a video component. And the, the first video that we ever did started 10 years ago. And I remember uh, I was visiting a very close friend of mine who had been the Arabic voice of Dr. McGee on the radio back in the in the 90s. Now he had gone and started his own ministry to the uh, to the Muslim world and to particularly Christians uh, suffering under persecution in the Muslim world. And uh, he had facilitated us getting through the Bible's Arabic radio program on five radio stations in the Middle East at, and another a foundation that he knew sponsored it. So all I was doing, Roger, was taking him out. Uh, to dinner, him and his wife, I've known them for decades. And I, I said, I just want to buy you dinner and say, thank you for getting us this, this exceptionally uh, exciting ministry opportunity. And Mm -hmm. I just want to stop and say, I hope people that are listening, you know, I don't want to just say, oh, this is what God does here and there. I hope you're learning about your own ministry life and how God can work in your life. If you just do the stuff God asks you to do, he'll open the doors. Cause I had, I had no idea 
my what I thought was a simple thank you dinner was going to literally open up a huge global ministry opportunity for us. Okay. So we're having dinner and I just asked a simple question of my dear friend, Dr. Hannah Shaheen. I said, Hannah, you know, the Middle East far better than I do. If you were in my position at that time, I was the international director at through the Bible. What would you do? What would, what would you do? I just asked an expert, what would you do? And he Mm -hmm. said, I do television. And I said, Hannah, I don't know the first thing about TV. I know a lot about radio. I know lots of people in radio. I know audio. And he said, well, I'll make a few phone calls. Well, that was 10 years ago. Today, Roger, we, are in, we have satellite TV broadcasts in seven languages. Five of them are the major languages of the Muslim world. Uh, you're talking about Arabic. You're talking about Farsi or what is more commonly known as Persian. You're talking about Turkish. You're talking about Urdu for Pakistan. And you're talking about Indonesian, Bahasa Indonesian. And that those five languages are blanketing the earth with uh, satellite TV signals. And the responses are huge. We have over 7 million views of our Arabic TV programs on YouTube alone, not to mention probably five or six different networks airing the Arabic. uh, And most of them air it twice a day. Uh, It, you know, we have apps, we have social media, a simple thank you dinner and a simple question was the way God opened a door to an entirely new, not only a new ministry, but a new form of ministry video. Mm. I thought the board of directors would throw me out on my ear when I came (laughs) in, you know, because back then, 10 years ago, if you listen to the through the Bible program at the end of every program, Steve Schwetz would say this, this program was brought to you by the through the Bible radio Radio network. Network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Oh, I, I do. As a matter of fact, I think in some of our first conversations, which go back about seven years now, as I recall, uh, that that's how I identified you. You know, he's president and CEO through the Bible and the through the Bible radio network. And at one point, I think you pulled me aside and said, hey, uh, we don't do that anymore. And, yeah. and, uh, but what do you mean? And we, let's talk about video. And the more we start talking about the languages and the reach that you had, I, I've just I, I'm always blown away when Greg Harris, the president and CEO through the Bible, has a moment to sit down with Roger Marsh, the host of Terrestrial Radio. And now a little bit of dabbling in video on an app. Uh, you know, you guys are running circles around a lot of us in the in the media here. But um, give us some totals, Greg Harris. I mean, we're getting some updates here uh, because of the expansion into video just within the last decade. I'm sure that's opened some doors to get more countries, more languages, more oh. more outreach. Talk about well. That. Yeah, and uh, how much time do we have? Because I have a very significant story <laughs> well, to tell you. We've got we've got a couple minutes before the okay. next break, and then about three okay. minutes. Okay. Well, let let me tell you, and and this again, I hope that this is not just people saying, "Well, you know, Greg's here to brag about through the Bible." I'm not here to mm-hmm. brag about through the Bible. I'm here to brag about God and His Amen. Word. And when you are committed to getting it to as many people as possible, He will He will move heaven and earth to open doors for you. Okay. Amen. So I hope you're learning that for yourself. Every person listening okay so and i love the stories where i'm not the hero that's why i like telling them this way because <laughs> mm-hmm. all i am is a servant really I, I mean i if if that was a good enough title for the apostles you know and the and the writers of the biblical books to call themselves bond servants that's all i am roger Amen. god does the heavy lifting so here's another example of i'm just going along doing what i think i ought to do and god has much bigger plans so i mentioned we went into persian that was the second language Persian is spoken primarily in Iran, but it's but it's a you know, there are Persian speakers all over the world. 
Well, this, there's an amazing story of what God did. When we went into Persian television, I was just looking for a better way to reach Iran, which is a very tough place to reach. Now, I can tell you the satellite TV uh, networks cannot be blocked by government. Okay, so it's okay. a wonderful, powerful way to, to get around any government restrictions. So we were thrilled for that we're reaching uh, Iran. Well, you remember a few years ago when the whole situation in Afghanistan started melting down mm-hmm. and, you know, the U.S. was pulling out. And, and again, I'm not being political. I'm just describing what was happening. Statement of fact, right. Yep. I just I started to ask around, uh, how can we do a better job reaching Afghanistan? Now, of course, uh we had uh, we had some languages on the air and the radio, but then I went to our TV folks and they said, well, don't you realize we have a huge ministry in Afghanistan? And I said, I didn't know that. How? Mm. And they said, well, uh, Dari, Dari and Pashto are the two primary languages of uh, of Afghanistan. And basically, uh, Pashto is a dialect of Persian. I did not know this, Roger. There's a lot I don't know. I just want to make that confession. You know, <laughs> the world is a big place. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so they said, well, look at the reports we're sending you. And they w- we had at that time about uh, 40,000 Facebook followers to our Persian TV program. Okay? Mm-hmm. 23,000 were from uh, Afghanistan. Hmm. Now, wow. I know. Wow is wow is an understatement because then I started saying, well, how big is the church in Afghanistan? And I heard numbers from as low as 2000 to as high as 20,000. But wait, through the Bible, Persian TV had 23000 self-identified Facebook followers in Afghanistan, which the only thing I can say is God must really want the Afghanis to get his word. Because apparently we have more followers than there are christians according to you know the experts in afghanistan well as far as as far as they can report and as that's far a, as they know yeah yeah as far as they know that well and this is another well let's take a quick break and we'll come back and focus in on this the fact that we hear the reports and we see what you know we want to see and hear what we want to hear but when it comes to ministry numbers one of the beautiful things about the digital revolution is that we're seeing that the numbers are way more accurate especially as to what the ministries are hearing greg harris is with me today here on the bottom line the president and CEO of Through the Bible. TTB.org is where you find them online. You can download the Through the Bible app from Google Play and the App Store. More of our conversation in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Newport Bay Mortgage will steer you in the right direction toward the truth about reverse mortgages. Owner Cliff enjoys educating every client and wants to debunk the misconceptions you may have heard. You'll see that an FHA-approved reverse mortgage gives you financial freedom. You can use it to pay bills cover unexpected expenses, or watch your children and grandchildren enjoy themselves while you're still alive. Cliff informs you of the facts. Drawing from his 40 years of reverse mortgage experience, you must be 62 years or older for the FHA program and at least 55 for a conventional high-volume program. It doesn't affect any credit score points and can even be refinanced after one year. When considering ways to enjoy your liquidity in, before, or for retirement, you need Newport Bay Mortgage. Contact Cliff today. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse. That's kbrightradio.com slash reverse or 714-741-8080. NMLS 332959. Newport Bay Mortgage, an equal opportunity housing lender. Greg Harris is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, our monthly check-in with the president and CEO of the Through the Bible 
I almost said it, radio network. It's just <laughs> it's it's just the through the Bible network or the, the the media network. I mean, we've been talking about all the different ways that you have connections, Greg Harris. Um, and also where you're going and finding out that that the story you just shared before the break is remarkable. That there are more Christians that you know of that are connected to through the Bible than you're hearing of living in certain parts of the world. Yeah, and and it's it's tied into a theme that we touched on earlier in today's conversation, which is you know God has His remnants, He has His His secret ways, and His people are always going to be there. You know, God God is always at work. We must remember that. And I know I know we all struggle with seeing what's going on in our culture and the, you know, we've got wars going on, we've got pandemics, we've got massive cultural societal shifts, but let's encourage ourselves that God is always at work. And one reason that I love these conversations that you and I get to have is we're not just, you and I don't have our heads stuck in the sand and we're just all sunshine about everything. We know the world is a dark place. We know there are massive issues, massive problems, but guess what? I think our Lord said, uh, in this trouble, you in this world, you will have trouble, but take yes. heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. And so, uh, th- yeah, what we were talking about is just the power of our, our willingness to go into television as a medium has led to if I if I aggregated all the footprints of the seven uh, languages that were on satellite TV, it's basically I did it one day and I looked at it and went, that's like 80 percent of the land mass of the earth mm. can and and most of these satellite networks are not like us here in the states where it's all monetized it's mm-hmm. much more like you just put up a satellite network in other parts of the world or a dish on your house and and you have access to hundreds of channels there's no no subscription you're not paying wow so wow. the that, accessibility's high yeah it certainly is and that's one of the beautiful things about uh the ministry that you're able to engage in and i'm going to circle back around to this as we conclude the idea that uh, you know here we are in living in this time where oftentimes our American brains think who's going to pay for it, who's going to pay for it, but rather to you know come back and say, well, wait a minute, you look at the mission first, and God will provide the method, God will provide the means. Yes. I mean, we could we could come up with all sorts of M letters to alliterate <laughs> this point, and I'm sure your pastor's heart is saying, yeah, yeah, let's do it, but but that's the reality. And uh, Greg Harris, yeah. I appreciate the fact that. In all of those M's, not one of them is monetized because God will provide the means. You know, and that's Amen, the, brother. And that, that, that's the, the, the key of what the Through the Bible ministry is all about. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the internal I have a lot of maxims, you know, you hang out with me and I because I, I'm a simple guy. I have to I got to break it down. And I, I, I tell all my team uh, ministry first, money second. You know, um, money is important. I mean, Zig Ziglar said money's not the most important thing in life, but it's right up there with oxygen. Right. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's unrealistic to act like money doesn't matter, but it has to be secondary and God will take care of it. If if we have the mission in place, do we have time for a short letter from Persian TV? Uh, Yeah, go ahead and fire away. Okay, very short but powerful. This is from a a sister who leads underground through the Bible home groups in Iran. She says this, your programs, that's TV Persian programs, are a great resource for us. Understanding God's word is precious. Please pray for us as we study. All we are learning is foreign to us, but the truth is slowly becoming known to us. Mm, I love it. I love it. And that's a perfect capstone for our conversation about the multimedia ministry of Through the Bible, the Bible teaching of Dr. J. Vernon McGee and others, bringing the whole word to the whole world. Greg Harris, always great to get some time with you. 
ttb.org and of course download the app for the uh, through the bible at google play and the app store as well uh, thank you for being with us today here on the bottom line my pleasure thanks roger Always good to catch up with my good friend Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org, and that's T-H-R-U, the Bible, uh, by the way. If you want to sign up for their world prayer team, I, I really recommend you do. We get these weekly updates, daily updates from what's happening around the world. And uh, I, I get actually a special newsletter that Greg sends out just to a, kind of a few chosen few that mentions the different countries where they're moving. God is on the move with this ministry. Here's the deal. The platform, the mechanisms for delivering the gospel through through the Bible have changed dramatically and through the Bible really is up front at the forefront of this. But the message itself is eternal. It's not just timeless, it's eternal. And that is, we are sinners who could be saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ if we will accept the gift of faith that enables us to receive the gift of salvation, to place our faith in Christ, to be baptized into his family, and to live for him for all eternity. That is the good news of the gospel, and that's the bottom line.